Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah. All right, 3-2 the final score. Royals lose. You know what? I don't care what you say. That was a heartbreaker. I know some of you say that's not even possible. Vern, they're 41 games below 500. How can they break your heart? And you're right. You're right. You're right. I I know. I know. But man, man, I'm sorry. I, uh, boy, I don't know how to. I don't know how to formulate a thought after that one. Boy. Hey, if you have any good stories from tonight, if, if you were one of the 19,000 in attendance for this steamy Monday night at Kauffman Stadium, if you have any good stories, I'd love to hear them. I'd love if you were able to pick me up after that one tonight. Boy, oh boy. I, I, I was never comfortable, right? 2-0 Royals lead after the fourth. I mean, two-run lead. Come on, it's a bloop and a blast. You know the Royals' bullpen is going to appear at some point in this game, and as I've told you for the past few weeks, the Royals' bullpen is going to allow at least one run four out of every five games. Now, that's not me being pessimistic. That's me being observant, me paying attention, me watching every single pitch of these first 95 games. Yeah, if you have a a great story, if you were here with your family, taking your kid to his first game, you really enjoyed the nachos, you love the Bo Jackson bobblehead, my brothers and sisters, I would love to hear those stories because, man, oh, man, I am. I'm hurting after that one. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why I'm hurting. It's not for Jordan Lyles. Yes, I wanted to see him win. You know, there's a part of me that's rooting for him now to get six victories. If you listen to Cody and Gold, you know why. If Jordan Lyles wins six games, Cody Tapp has to buy a bottle of Dom for the station. 
I think a couple of bottles. So, yeah, I, I wanted to see Jordan Lyles get the win, but... I mean, I'm not invested in Jordan Lyles, so, so that's not the reason. I, I, I don't know why this one hurts so much. I, you know what? I, I think the reason why this one stings, or this one, in my opinion, feels like a heartbreaker is because neither team really deserved to win this game. It it certainly didn't feel like either team was... uh, I I guess the Royals capitalized in the fourth inning. They take advantage of an error. But man, all you needed to do was watch the seventh and the eighth innings. Boy, oh boy, talk about a slow bleed. Royals up 2-0. Carlos Hernandez walks the first batter that he faces in the seventh inning. And right there, I'm thinking, okay, leadoff walk. Denny's taught me this enough. Close game. They're going to blow this. So I start to get into my acceptance mode. Okay, they're going to lose this game. Everybody's going to want to blame Matt Quatrero for handing the ball to Carlos Hernandez. Okay, I'm prepared. But then Carlos gets out of it. Nicky Lopez snags a line drive. He strikes out Nick Maton and gets... Andy Abanez to pop out. All right. Royals still lead 2-0. Bottom of the seventh inning. Two on. Nobody out. Drew Waters can't get a bunt down. Michael Massey gets Willie Mays robbed in center field by an extraordinary catch by Riley Green. Nicky Lopez goes down swinging through a slider, and the Royals miss a golden opportunity to expand the lead to give this often shaky bullpen, a little bit more breathing room. And then the eighth inning happens. A hustle double right out of the gate by Akil Badu. You know, credit to him. He was thinking double the moment that ball left his bat and grounded into the right field grass. Taylor Clark then hits Riley Green, walks the bases loaded, And Q brings in Jose Quas, who throws four straight balls to walk in the first run. Three pitches later. Oh, I mean, I I was on the verge of throwing up. I'm going to be honest with you. It was stomach turning. Watching Matt Veerling fight off that pitch and bloop it the other way. Over the head of Nick Prado at first base. Two runs come in to score. Ugh. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, man on second, nobody out. Kyle Isbell puts a charge into one. Sure, it's to the opposite field. And yes, you wanted him to hit it to the right side. But Akil Badu made a sensational catch. I thought that was a gapper that was going to tie the game up and have Isbell on second with nobody out. But instead, Badu tracks it down. Bobby Witt Jr. gets ripped off. Strikes out looking at a pitch that was not a strike. Oh, my God. So, yeah, man, I need you all tonight. If you got a good story from the game, I'd love to hear it because, boy, oh, boy. Mm. Now, if you want to be frustrated at Taylor Clark or Jose Quas, man, you go right ahead. I would like to think that I've prepared you to expect the bullpen to give up at least one run. Unfortunately, they give up three, they give up the game, and the Royals fall back to a season low, 41 games below five hundred.
All right, the, the phone lines are open for you. Our number is the same as our text line number, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. J.D. was one of the near 20,000 in attendance tonight. J.D., hey. thanks for the phone call. Go ahead, brother. Hey, Vern. I was the one I would talk to you earlier. I had the rally mantis with me. <laughs> um, oh, I, I know who you are. Yeah, no, I always appreciate you swinging by craft and draft, man. So what I'm wondering is this. Okay, are they now not letting pitchers pitch 100 pitches anymore? Jordan Lyles had a great game, and, of course, the bullpen blows it. I mean, I'm just curious how hard it is to get three outs when you pitch, I don't know, every other day or a day or whatever is it? Because I remember back when it was the 60s, 70s, 80s, stuff like that, they would let these pitchers go a lot longer. Is it because of the torque in the arms or what? Now, listen, you have a good night. Yeah, you do the same. Well, the the reason why um, pitchers are handled differently in 2023 than they were in the 1980s uh, begins with money, and it's a completely different world, a completely different sport. They had collusion going on back in the 80s, but but go back and look at what the big name starting pitchers were. Making, you know, look what George Brett was making. It's a million, two million dollars. Jordan Lyles is making more this year than George Brett ever did. I don't have George's salaries in front of me, but I feel fairly confident saying that. It begins with the cash. Um, The amount of resources. That, that you invest into these young starting pitchers, the veteran starting pitchers, the free agent starting pitchers, yeah, you're, you're going to take care of them. Uh, now, is that the reason why Jordan Lyles was pulled after six innings? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would venture to guess that the reason why you saw Jordan Lyles throw six shutout innings, 83 pitches, and then get the hook and hand it off to the bullpen. Uh, My assumption would be it's because it's been 11 days since he's uh, made a start, went 87 pitches in that start two weeks ago. You know, is this game any different if Jordan Lyles comes out and pitches the seventh and and puts up a zero? I I don't know. I, I certainly won't sit here and act as if I'm agitated that Matt that Matt Quatrero pulled Jordan Lyles. I, 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 again, it's not very often that I'm going to blame the manager, especially when the team is 41 games below 500, but tonight's certainly not the night. Now, if I'm going to lay this loss at the feet of anyone, it begins with Taylor Clark, now, Jose Quas is going to wear some of that. I got to give Detroit credit. I got to give Akil Badu and Riley Green some credit. We got to acknowledge uh, Drew Waters' inability to get that bunt down in the seventh inning. That was two bad teams. And the better of the two teams came out on top. And the reason why they're the better of the two teams is because they right now have the better bullpen. But as far as, you know, 
blaming the manager or second guessing a move. I mean, yeah, you, you can you can go ahead and do that, but um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. you. You guys know I'm always managing along with the game or trying to manage along with the game. Now, since the calendar flipped to July, it's with all due respect to these dudes because I know how hard they're working. The bullpen to me is Scott Barlow and then everybody else. So, yeah, go whatever route you want. Matt Quattrero, Brian Sweeney, Zach Bove, Mitch Stetter, and the rest of the coaching staff. They're all the same to me. Outside of Scott Barlow, you know, Taylor Clark, Carlos Hernandez, Nick Whitgren, Jonathan Heasley, Dylan Coleman, Jose Quas, whatever. Now, maybe that's a bad attitude. Maybe I, I, I should be more locked in and, oh, you know, you got to go to this guy, not that guy. But no, not one of them. With all due respect, not one of them has earned that. Sorry. Scott Barlow, you're in a class by yourself. Everybody else, prove something to me. Yes, I, I, I like what Carlos Hernandez has the ability to be. But we've been talking about that since 2020. So, so, yeah, e- even Carlos Hernandez text line, yes, they're all the same to me, save Scott Barlow. Appreciate the phone call, J.D. Always nice to see you before the games. And don't forget, if you're coming out to Kauffman Stadium this season uh, and you feel like talking Royals with me, I'm always hanging out at Craft and Draft. It's on the Loge level. I'm out there one hour before first pitch giving you a chance to win Royals tickets. I'll do it again tomorrow, 6 o'clock for the On Deck Show. I got two tickets to see Max Scherzer and the Mets come to Kauffman Stadium. All right, let's go back to the phone calls, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Man, I'm happy to dissect the X's and O's. I'm happy to take your thoughts on decisions that were made today by the players, by the coaches. You go right ahead. But if you have any good stories from your experience at Kauffman Stadium, I could really use the pick-me-up. Let's head over to Kansas and talk with Maggie. Maggie, you're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals fall 3-2 in the opener of this four-game set with Detroit. Go ahead. Um. Well, I was in line for ice cream for the last couple of innings of the game, so I didn't see a lot of the bad parts. So is that, do, do we blame you then? Like if you would have stayed in your seat, would things have been different? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so Maggie, you're raising your hand saying this one's on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, thank you very much for the phone call, and uh, nobody's mad at you. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to lay this loss at the feet of Taylor Clark, Jose Quas, Drew Waters, tip my cap to the Detroit Tigers defense, and then we start to point a finger at Maggie in Kansas. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Charlie was at the game tonight. Charlie, can you pick me up after that one, buddy? I don't know. I walked in today uh, really excited, got my Bo Jackson bobblehead, and we were doing so good, going so strong. But correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that our 32nd blown game of the season? That That's unacceptable. We were up. Our That's our 32nd blown lead. Charlie, I I, uh, I I hate to say this, but it was actually their 33rd blown lead of the season. 
that's even worse. I mean, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd love to disagree with you, but you're making too many proper points. Thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, enjoy the bobblehead. It's a cool bobblehead, right? You got to acknowledge that. Yeah, major league most. 33 blown lead losses this year for the boys in blue last year. And we all acknowledge last year was miserable. Royals are only three shy of their total from all of last year. 36 blown leads a season ago. They're already up to 33. And my friends, we still have 67 games to play. Mm, mm, mm. Daniel Lynch on the hill tomorrow. There you go. There's something to look for. Man, you actually got a very nice pitching matchup tomorrow night. A pair of impressive young lefties, Daniel Lynch and Tarek Skubal. I'm excited for that one. All right, let's go back to the phone calls. 913-586-7610. James in Kansas City. You're next up on the postgame show. Go ahead. Uh, hello. Hey, James. What's going on, buddy? Okay, so... I was uh, I was at the game tonight, right? And uh, it was the first time that I've gone with just me and my dad in years. So, I mean, it was up until like the eighth inning or so. It was a good game, right? But when was the last time you and Pops went together, James? When was the last time you two went to a game by yourselves? Yep, yep. And, I mean, it was a good game for the most part up until that eighth inning. And, I mean, we just need to work on our relief pitchers. That's just what we really need to do. Like, we have, we have Brady Senior and Zach Greinke and Scott Barlow, our closer, but our relief pitchers need some work. Yeah. Oh, you said it. You said it, brother. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. From KC Moe to KCK, Yovi. You're on the post-game show on your home for Royals Baseball 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. All right, thanks, Vern, for having me. I just want to let you know that I called in a few weeks ago and I was asking you about if Ryan Yarborough was going to start when he got back. And I just wanted to say you said that if, like, something was wrong with the starting pitchers, that they'd put them in starting, and you were right. So I just love that I got to see my question, like, be unfolded so thank you yeah hey every once in a while i uh, i say something that turns out to be correct appreciate the phone call we will see ryan yarbrough pitching coming up on wednesday night a pair of lefties going at it again on wednesday with ryan yarbrough and eduardo rodriguez Uh, but tomorrow southpaws and daniel lynch and Tarek scubel yovi thanks for the phone call set out to blue springs and talk with tim you're next up on 610 sports radio how are you tim Dr. Vernier, how are you tonight? Let me let me just give you some info. My my sweet mother and my dad went to the game. It was her first MLB game ever. Wow. We had high hopes, I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, I think she lost the game for us. It was that darn ham and cheese sandwich that she took seven and a half innings to eat. And then... She crashed into the boards with the Dippin' Dots, buddy. I don't know what else oh. to tell you, but she loved the game. She cheered. She stood for the seventh inning, and that's all I got for you. Oh, well, get her home safe. There you go, my friend. Keep keep rocking. <laughs> yeah, you do the same. Thank you very much. Shout out, Mom. 
Mom, hope you had a good time. At least uh, you got to enjoy the waterfalls. Uh, waterfalls. The fountains. Waterfalls. Right? I mean, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty ballpark. If you're going to make your big league debut, not, not a bad spot to do it. And you know what? If you're going to go out in a blaze of dip and dots, I can't hate on that. Although, shouldn't... Dippin' Dots should have caught on by now. They, they've always said, oh, you know, th- this is the future of ice cream. Well, you know, they, they've been saying that for like three decades now. Does anyone have Dippin' Dots at home? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you buy that? No. You're still getting that big old carton, taking your big old spoon and scooping it out. Dippin' Dots, I like you, uh, but you're no longer the ice cream of the future. You're a nice choice. If we're spending a lot of money on vacation, whether it's at the ballpark, it's at an amusement park, but, you know, save it a little bit, Dippin' Dots. Uh, by the way, Dippin' Dots, I'm on the sixth floor if you want to deliver some because it is toasty up here. Royals lose 3-2. to two. We go back to the phone calls and we go to Owen in Oberlin Park. Owen, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Um... You know, I thought I had a really fun time going with my dad to the ballpark, and the bobblehead was cool, but I felt like the last couple of innings with the hits really lost the game for us. Who's your favorite player, Owen? Uh, Probably Bobby Witt Jr. or Salvi. Yeah. Do you have that Bobby Witt Jr. haircut? You got that long hair yet? No, not yet. No. What about a Mahomes haircut? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. No, you. Yeah, you know what? You got plenty of time to let that hair grow out, man. I'm glad you had a good time with pops. Thank you very much for the phone call, and you're 100 percent right about how tough it got there at the end. That's what we want, Owen. Those are the type of phone calls. That's what I'm looking for. I want some good stories. Nineteen thousand four hundred and forty in attendance. 15,000 of you walked away with the Bo Jackson bobblehead. I know the final score isn't what any of us wanted. In fact, oh, it's still a little little stomach-turning when I think about how that game finished. Uh, But I know there was a good story out there. I need you to pick me up because I cannot have another angry drive home. And that's what I do each and every night. I wear these games way too much. I should be able to separate myself from the final score, but here I am preparing to listen to some depressing music on the way home, sit on the couch, have way too many space campers. No, no, pick me up. Save me a headache in the morning. Allow me to listen to some nice tunes. On the way home, please, if you can. If you can't, I understand. If you can't, you can just shoot me your text message. You know, send me your complaints. Send them to the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. Let's stay in Oberlin Park and talk with Audrey. You're on 610 Sports Radio as the boys fall 3-2 to the Tigers. Go ahead. I was at the game, and even though we lost, it was still really fun. I got a bobblehead to add to my collection. I got a big cone of ice cream from the Belfonte in center. The kid next to me got a ball. How many bobbleheads you have, Audrey? Oh, we lost her. We lost her. Or she just said, you know what, don't worry about how many bobbleheads I got, buddy. That's fair. That was a little nosy. None of my business. I get it. You're right. Uh, let's go to Steve. 
who's visiting from Alabama. Steve, were you at the game? And if so, what'd you think of Kauffman Stadium? Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're on the baseball trip. We started with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and now Kansas City tonight on to uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Cincinnati. This is our first game. My son Levi is here. Say hi, Levi. Hey. 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 Yeah, so our, our first time, we, we like the stadium. Love the water fountain, the hot dogs, uh, the free refills. So there were some positives tonight. Free refills? What are you talking about? I don't know. They gave us a free extra soda, so we'll take it. It's our favorite stadium so far. Hey, yeah, no, anything free, it's me, and I'll take three, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but we we enjoyed it. Of course, not the outcome that we wanted to see, but, um, yeah, enjoyable stadium, enjoyable experience all the way around. Did the Cardinals win when you went to Bush Stadium? We saw the doubleheader because Friday nights got rained out, so they Uh, lost one and won one on Saturday. Okay, all right, so one and two thus far. You're going to love Milwaukee. Uh, make sure you try the secret stadium sauce when you get a bratwurst. Secret stadium sauce. Got to okay. have it. Got to have it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, safe All travels, right. buddy. Enjoy it. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. Let's go to Ben, who's out in Lawrence. Ben, you're on the postgame show on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I mean, at some point you got to blame Kaufman Stadium because I don't see Jose Quas warming up until after the mound visit. So I don't know if the telephone lines weren't working or if it was just uh, Quintero forgot to call over and help him warm up. I, and then he comes in cold and gives up three runs. So got to blame it on the stadium at this point. All right, that's fair. And you know what? I'm sure John Sherman's listening right now going, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't agree with it. But, yeah, blame the stadium. It's time to move on from <laughs> Kauffman Stadium, right? Sure. I'm with it. Move Why it not? downtown. Yeah, move you know downtown. what? Jose Quas would have punched out Kerry Carpenter if this ballpark was in downtown Kansas City. I'm with you, Ben. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, yeah, turn your radio down next time. And I hear myself yelling at myself. Can't really stand my own voice. Anyway, let's uh, let's head back to Overland Park. Let's talk with Paxton. You're on the post game show on 610 Sports Radio. Way to go, guys! Keep picking me up. Go ahead, buddy. So I, I was gonna say maybe a complaint, but I want to help you out. Appreciate um, it. So um, uh, Bo Jackson bobblehead night. I'm pumped. I get to add one to my collection. It's probably my. 12 bobblehead I don't know somewhere in between there but me and my friend went to the game filling out a scorecard is what we do and ninth inning um tiger center fielder Riley Green I believe is his name mm-hmm. I was able to point um uh point in my direction of my friend and I got him a ball and I realized it's just little things like that that is so worth it to get out to the ballpark thanks for taking my call sweet no doubt. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for placing that phone call. Uh, Riley Green, I um, he's one of those players, and maybe I'm alone in that. No, there's no way I'm alone in this. There's always a few guys in the division that beat you mercilessly, and yet I still kind of enjoy watching them play. You know, Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez, Anybody with the Twins? Uh, no, Jorge Polanco, I, uh, I'm, I've had enough of him. Max Kepler had enough of him. You know, Byron Buxton, he's, he's not in center field anymore, so I'm not going to put him in that category. But Riley Green, we're, we're going to get real tired of that dude, real. I mean, you, you might already be very tired of him. God knows he's beaten us 
us. He's beaten the Royals a, a handful of times already, and he's only in his second season. But he is a fun ball player to watch. Man, that catch that he made on Michael Massey in the seventh inning, I, I didn't think he had a chance. And he was playing so far in when Massey, or excuse me, and I said that to Matt Quatrero after the game. Yeah, uh, Matt Duffy is the name I'm searching for. Matt Duffy hit that ball deep to center field, and, and, and Riley Green made that uh, Willie Mays-style back-to-the-infield basket catch. Oh, that would have scored at least one. Right, Freddie would have come around to score. That would have put the Royals up 3 nothing. Uh, but instead, Green makes the catch. Nicky Lopez strikes out. Royals remain up only by two. And then Detroit scores three in the bottom of the year. Excuse me, the top of the eighth inning, and that's our final score. Royals drop the opener of this four-game series by a final count of three to two. Yeah, I know. I know we got to take a commercial break, but the, 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 if they keep calling, I've told you, they keep calling, I got nowhere to be. I'll keep taking your phone calls. Uh, let, let's stay in Overland Park. Let's go to Jacob. You're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You know, I took the friends out to the game tonight in right field. It's always a good It's always good out there. Uh, we were pretty positive out there. Always stayed high no matter what. No doubt. Right field stays rowdy. I don't, I don't know how I don't know how often you're out there, Jacob, but it it I, I know a lot of people that have been uh, actually they call themselves the right field rowdies, um, uh, and they get wild out there, man. Yeah, we all you know we got pretty mad when they intentionally walked MJ because you know we talked to him a lot out there. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. one quick question. I was surprised that they walked him. To be honest, yeah, go ahead. All right, it's a long shot. We were talking pitchers, and we're like. What would we have to give up if we wanted to get Shohei Otani? Mm. All right, that's a fun question. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if I'm the Angels, what do I want from this Royals organization in return for Shohei Otani? Mm. Uh, you know, obviously I want to begin with Bobby Witt Jr., but I would imagine the Royals say no to Bobby. Okay. Well, then I'll take... Frank Mazzucato, give me – now this Himen and Hahn is, is not a good thing. This Himen and Hahn that I'm, I'm doing right now in my mind is just a reflection of how much high-end talent is there right now in the minor leagues. I mean, there, there are – Good prospects. Most of them are down at A ball. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't think the Royals have enough to get Shohei Otani. But, but come on, I got to be able to come up with a package. Mazzucato's the best pitcher. Who's the second best pitching prospect? Um, is it Ben Kuderna? Is it the local kid? All right, so let's say Ben Kuderna, Frank Mazzucato, give me Caden Wallace. There's a bunch of A-ball guys. You got to give me some big league talent. So give me Drew Waters and Michael Garcia. Okay, so Garcia, Waters, Mazzucato, Kuderna, 
and Caden Wallace. That still might not be enough. So, yeah, that's where I would begin. Maybe you throw Vinny Pasquantino in there as well. Well, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's a fun exercise. I would love to see it. We would all love to see it, but yeah, Shohei is not, in my opinion, is not leaving the West Coast. And yeah, I think we'll all be sick if and when he joins the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, let's go to John and Kylie from Kansas who are calling us up. Hey, you two, how are you? We're good. Good. Hey, uh, so positive. So this is our first game of the year. Um, so you get there and you you spot Freddie Fermin sitting in the cleanup spot, and and you're kind of like, damn, this is. How do you have too high hopes for this? But he rips the ball three first three times up, and then we tried to start a let's go Freddie chant in the eighth, but it didn't catch on, which is really sad because I think it could have really helped him out. <laughs> But he did hit the ball hard a four straight times up out of that cleanup spot. And I heard a Let's Go Freddie chant in his third at-bat. There was a group of uh, fans waving the Venezuelan flag down that third base line. I loved hearing it because there's not a guy in that Royals clubhouse, which, by the way, is chock full of upstanding young men. I don't know if there's anyone I root for harder than I do Freddie Fermin. He's as pleasant a guy uh, as as I've come across in my time in covering baseball. So, yeah, you picked the right guy to cheer for tonight. Unfortunately, was unable to come through. The boys were unable to come through, but it sounds like you two had a pretty nice night. Yeah, it's just good to be at a close game where everything counts. And uh, one thing I do think is – why does Samad Taylor not tag up from second on that play in eight, the eighth inning? If he doesn't catch it, he can walk home. And if he gets to third, we tie the game. But that's mm-hmm. all I got to say. It's just fun to be at a good old close ball game, though. Yeah. Third. No question. No doubt, John. Appreciate it. Get home safe. Let's go to Tyler, who was at the game tonight. Had a chance to talk with Tyler out at Craft and Draft before this one. Tyler, give me your breakdown. All right, well, um, I'm going to start by getting you fired up for tomorrow because that's what you're asking for, and I think we all need that tonight. Uh, Daniel Lynch has two outings in his career with seven or more shutout innings. They are both against Detroit, so that's something to look forward to, see if he can do it again. But, yeah, I mean, I'll focus on starting pitching for the most part uh, with this call, but I saw a couple nice opposite field swings from Nick Prado, MJ Melendez. Uh, I know things didn't go their way down the stretch, but, uh, those two have, I think, have drawn the, the ire and frustration of a lot of Royals fans over the last three weeks. So any good approach we can see from those two is certainly helpful. Um, Freddie Fermin, uh, I will certainly join in on that Let's Go Freddie chant if I hear it next time. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if any of us really expected him to stick for two and a half months like this with a batting average you know, around even above 250, but he just keeps getting it done, showing up when he gets his opportunity, when Salvi's out, and uh, – doing the job so we appreciate him for that and um i mean you look back on it over the past week or so uh with these starting pitchers uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think this is the best trip through the rotation the royals have had since opening week right you know when we were talking about yeah the offense is struggling but the right but keller and Boobie, top five. 
Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Top five in the American League. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been good to see. Hopefully Lynch can continue it tomorrow. I worry a little bit about if this bullpen gets bad enough and you know, maybe the young pitchers start to press like the young hitters have been. But we'll save that for later. Uh, we got a lot of games left. So hopefully that won't unfold. And hopefully Daniel Lynch can uh, get us going again tomorrow on another Potential winning streaks. Try and finally shoot down three in a row. So, see you again tomorrow. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, astute point there at the end and a very legitimate concern. All right, we, we talk about Alec Marsh. Even a Daniel Lynch, I, I don't think, is um, above falling victim to the you know, putting too much pressure on your shoulders. The I can't trust. You know, like you're saying, Tyler, exactly like the hitters. You know, sometimes when early in the season when Bobby's pressing or, uh, you know, last month with Nick Prado pressing, where you understand your importance to the team, you, in the back of your mind, know who else in that lineup is struggling and you're not trying to put pressure on their shoulders. So you say, well, my buddies, my teammate, my brother is struggling. A few of my brothers are struggling. So you know what? Put it on me. I'll go out there and I'll lead us to victory. And I know, I, I don't think they can come through, so I need to do it. right? And that's when Bobby started to try and do a little bit too much. Same with Nick Prado. Yeah, that, that's a very fair concern that uh, when Daniel Lynch takes the hill tomorrow, he's going to be thinking, I got to go seven. I got to hold them to two runs or less because God knows what I'm going to get for my offense, and I know I can't hand it off to anybody other than Scott Barlow. So you know what? I probably should get into the eighth inning. And if you're thinking about pitching in the eighth inning in the first inning, boy, you're going to be lucky to get through the fifth inning. That's a very fair concern. Cole Reagans, Alec Marsh, Daniel Lynch, Even some of those young relievers, guys that we could see uh, get back to the big leagues, a guy like Austin Cox. I mean, I want to see him get back to the big leagues. I want to see him at least coming out of the bullpen, being a a multi-inning reliever possibly. Um, Tyler, great call as always. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. 7610. All right, the boss just texted me. I got to take a quick timeout. It's going to be a very short timeout. If you're on hold, stay right there. We get right back to the phone calls as the boys lose to the Tigers. 3 2, the final score. We get to your thoughts after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. 3-2 again. And Fermin laces it through the left side, base hit into left field. Melendez sprints around third. Badu throws home. It's wide. Melendez crosses, standing safely. It's an RBI double for Freddie Fermin. The Royals have a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the fourth inning. Four pitches later, Nick Prado would bloop one into shallow left field, plating the aforementioned Freddie Fermin, and the Royals were off and running, up 2-0 after the fourth inning as Jake Eisenberg brings you the play-by-play here on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. That 2-0 lead would last until the eighth inning, and then it would become a one-run deficit, and then it turned into the 68th loss of the season here in game number 95. Now, some of you might laugh at me when I call this one a heartbreaker, but boy, it hurt. It hurts because, well, it hurt for a number of reasons. I want to say it, 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 it hurt because I'm having a difficult time finding a reason to be angry about it because I'm not angry at, at Taylor Clark or Jose Quas again. Like I've said, the Royals bullpen is going to give up at least one run in 80% of the games from here on out, in my opinion. Detroit made the plays to win the game. The Royals didn't. I should be used to that, but... I'm not. Man on second, nobody out in the seventh inning and in the eighth inning. And that man never touched third base. That stuff hurts. So I'm asking you, if you were one of the 19,000 in attendance, pick me up. I know there was some good that happened out in the stands. We're hearing about the dipping Dots and who you were with, the bobblehead, Free refills. What else? You guys are doing your best, but I need a little bit more. Phone lines are open. The text line is there as well. The J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's head back to Lee's Summit. Talk with John. You're on the postgame show as the boys fall 3-2 to the Tigers in game one of this four-game series. Go ahead, John. 
Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? Hey, quick question. Was Lyles injured after six? No. 83 pitches. Six innings. A veteran major league pitcher. Why did they pull him? And give it to that bullpen. Yeah, I got you. I, I understand, I, I John. I, you know, mm-hmm. between that and Isbell leading off, it's like they, this manager doesn't want to win. He, he, he can't put together a lineup. He doesn't, you know. Well, John, I, real I just, quick. John, let me ask you just a yeah. quick question about the lineup. I mean, again, you know Salvi wasn't available. Uh, right. How would you – give me your lineup. What would you do? I'm curious. Okay. Isbell should be in Omaha. No, no, I, I just want the lineup. How, how would you okay. – well, give me your lineup for tonight. Well, Nikki leads off. Okay. Whitbat second. Right. Uh, Fermin batting third, the catcher. Yep. Drew Waters has been swinging a hot bat. Put All him right. in the four hole. No, you got me. You know what you're talking and then, about. And, okay. and then Prado bats fifth. All right. And shove Melendez down as far as you possibly can. Because here we are, he's had a year and a half of major league experience, and he's batting two oh nine. He gave up a double in the eighth inning, or the yeah, the eighth inning to start with a bad throw to the infield that was horrible. Just falling asleep on the ball, the runner saw it, turned it, got two. The I just I don't know. I, it's frustrating being a Royals fan for thirty five years now. Uh, to see him run this lineup out with Kyle Isbell leading up, and you pulling—that's one of the best games Lyles has pitched as a Royal. He was dealing; they had no clue. And and why they yank him? Knowing that the knowing that the bullpen, you know, oh, if we, if he had gotten one more inning out of him, then bring Hernandez and then go to our closer. But they brought those two clowns in the eighth inning. And and we we gave a hard fought two nothing game away, and I don't understand. After the starting pitcher went eighty three pitches and was dealing, he was on tonight. A veteran pitcher, he should have gotten at least a hundred. Hundred pitches, he probably gotten two more innings or an inning and a half. wasn't showing any signs that Detroit had a clue on him. And that's where we lost the game, right there at the end of the sixth inning. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, appreciate you taking my call. I'll let you get back to it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the night, buddy. Yeah, you do the same, John. I I was letting you talk because you were making good points. Obviously, you've been paying attention. Most people, when I say, hey, what's your lineup? They go, anybody. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Vern. I just uh, – you, you had a lineup, and I can't disagree with that lineup. So, uh, good call, John. I got nothing to add. Herb is leaving Kauffman Stadium. Herb, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Royals lose 3-2. What do you think? I'm home already. Um, A couple of things. That last caller said something that I was going to say that I don't think this manager really cares about winning. When you have men on base with with two out in the eighth inning, you bring Barlow in uh, to to try to close the game out. Was Barlow available tonight? I didn't even see him warm up. Yeah, he was warming up. He was getting ready to come in for the ninth that the Royals were able to capitalize yeah, well, on Samad Taylor. He should have come in in the eighth. Uh, one, one comment, I, I'll give you one positive. I mean, Lyles did pitch very well. There were 14 scouts, I heard, at the game tonight, and I'm sure they're looking at Lyles. 
But if they want to showcase Barlow, that's a perfect time to put him in there in the eighth inning. Let him try to get four outs if they can get you know some decent players for Barlow. Uh, that that's a positive, and uh, and I am looking for positives, and I do see some 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 signs of, of of hope here. My my wife is she dies with every loss, and and it doesn't really get to me anymore because you know there's only so much pain can be inflicted. But mm-hmm. um, but I I have some hope for the for the long term, but. They are. I'm, don't you think they're going to trade Barlow? And I if do. they are, why wouldn't they put him out there tonight? And and if they are going to trade Lyles, you know, pitching six good innings is fine. Uh, they didn't have to showcase anymore uh, if they want to get somebody for him. But I'll I'll let you comment on a, a couple of those points. I do agree. The lineup was was, was pretty horrible. You know, for me, batting cleanup and is really. I mean, Garcia didn't play tonight. All he's been doing lately is hitting ground balls to third base. But I think he's better leading off. At least he can run, and he does hit the ball. And hopefully he'll be playing tomorrow. The other positive is the Tigers don't do that well against left-handed pitching. You take McKinstry, uh, Green, Carpenter, they're all good left-handed hitters, and they could struggle with uh, Lynch. I don't even think McKinstry plays against lefties anyway. But but the Tigers are an interesting team. And, uh, you know, if they swept us here, they, they could really be in the hunt. Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll say a positive for them, but – uh, you know, if they can do it, if Cincinnati can do it, even Pittsburgh was doing it for a while, um, that's the hope that you got to have, that some of these teams that came out of nowhere this year can, can be in the hunt. But I'll, I'll let you comment. <laughs> Hang yeah. out there for this. Thanks a lot. No, great, great phone call, Herb. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, as far as your Scott Barlow point, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Right? What, what a chance to, to showcase him coming in, bases loaded, Royals trying to hang on to a two-run lead. He collects a four-out save. Yeah, no, that would have been great unless he didn't. (laughs) And I'm not saying you need to manage scared or be afraid. Yeah, I I believe in Scott Barlow. I wouldn't have been opposed if Barlow comes in to face Kerry Carpenter there in the eighth. Sure, yeah. Um. Now, there's the other side of it, the scared money side of it, which is, you know what, let's just make sure everything is nice and tidy for Scott Barlow for the next two and a half weeks. Let's just make sure it's only clean innings. Let's make sure he's at his best. Let's put him only in positions to succeed. I'm not saying that's the right way to work. I'm just saying that's another way to think about it. Good stuff, Herb. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Eli was at the game as well. Eli, have you already made your way all the way back home? Well, on a slightly more positive note, we got to, well, we had some great barbecue earlier today driving from Wichita, so that was a nice Where at? The city. Zarda. Where'd you have it? Zarda's in Overland Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got yeah, one in Blue it was, Springs, too. It's tasty. Yep. Yeah, it was really good. And then followed that up by making our way over to Kaufman. And my brother, he got us uh, he got us to meet with Trevor Vant. Sweet. So we got to go into the shop, and he took us on a tour of kind of down there. And we even got to sit in the bullpen, and I got to watch that Grinky warm up. Whoa. So... He kind of wow. gave us some weird looks because it's that grinky. 
but you know, he's probably feared that I was intruding in his face, but well, I mean, I've never had a Hall of Famer look at me in a weird way, so you got that on me. That That's that's pretty yeah. cool, right? I mean, you got one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the sport to go, eh, who the heck are you? Yeah. That's cool. And then we got to get the bobblehead, obviously, and then Belafonte. So I think it was a pretty successful outing, even though they lost. Yeah, shout-out Belafonte ice cream. Way to go. Appreciate the phone call, Eli. Yeah, that that's a Kansas City Monday right there, barbecue. Trevor Vance, Zach Granke, Kauffman Stadium, Belfonte Ice Cream. Mic drop. You throw in a few space campers or those Southwest Boulevard. Yeah, shout out Spike and St. Joe. Hooked me up with one of those earlier today. Those are tasty. I didn't think I was going to like the Southwest Boulevard. The Got a lime in it. I could drink a few dozen of those on a nice day i'll tell you what hey let's go to james who's in weatherby lake well not in the you understand james what's going on so much how are you Vern? i'm great go ahead james. i got my other james here made my boy went with me to the game today oh we got the junior all right um the royals um i really like them uh I have a Bobby Witt Jr. haircut because re- nice. he's like my favorite player. Yeah. I re- also really like MJ. Sure. Um, do you play gonna... baseball? Do you play baseball? I don't play baseball. Okay, that's all right. Um, so I went to the game tonight at the Bo Jackson bobblehead, and I got a foul ball off Nick um, from Nicky Lopez. What? I've never caught a foul ball. And you got one already? How old are you? Ten. Ten. Oh, you lucky dog. Well, make sure you hang on to that baseball and make sure you try to convince Dad to bring you back out one more time so you can get another one. I will. All right, brother. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. Tell your dad I said thanks as well. There you go. James and James, the law firm, dialing us up from Weatherby Lake. Let's go to Jeff, who's out in Topeka. Jeff, you're on the post-game show. What do you got for us, buddy? Hey, Vern. Uh, listening after every game here. So, driving back from the game with my dad. Uh, fun story. The last 16 games we've been to have been losses for the Royals. Oh, so, farts. can't call us Fairweather fans. No, um, no, no. But another, another fun thing is I consider myself the leader of the Jose Cuas fan club. Um, tough day for me today, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just got his jersey, finally wore it to the game, sat right by the bullpen, got him to acknowledge it. You know, hopefully a cool moment for him, seeing a guy in his jersey. Uh, and then thought he was going to put out the fire, but it just, just wasn't the day tonight, you know. Hey, you got in his um, head, Jeff. You, you messed them all up. Ah, tough day. My bad, my bad guys. <laughs> it's all um, good. It's all good. <laughs> my, my real question, though, is uh, being the leader of the Jose fan club, where do you think his level of security is in this bullpen? Um, I know it's not the brightest spot in the world, but do you think he's comfortable? I, I heard Q talking about how he has the slow heartbeat, likes mm-hmm. him against lefties and situations, but also I feel like it's kind of a merry-go-round in that Royals bullpen right now. So where do you view Kuas like this, right now and long-term? Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, as far as right now, the way that this coaching staff has used him really for the past 
three months. I mean, I guess that's the entire season. He's been the fireman for this team. Um, now, how do what do I see from him in the future? You know, I again, this is just the latest example of I've been doing this too long and I'm getting too old and I've gotten very soft. Um, so I so I hate how I have to answer this question. Um, but if you're and this is just my opinion. But if you're in the bullpen for a team that's 41 games below 500, yeah, nothing about your current situation is stable. Right? Think of Aroldis Chapman's already been moved. Scott Barlow likely will be moved. Like I said right out of the gate, to me, this Royals bullpen, with all due respect to each and every one of them and all the hard work that they've put in to make it to the big leagues, I'm not trying to knock them. Um, But this Royals bullpen is Scott Barlow and then everyone else. Sure, some are younger than the others. So, yeah, I, I invest a little bit more attention and focus when Carlos Hernandez is on the hill or... Jonathan Heasley, sure, sure. Um, but they're all the same to me. So Jose Quas, I, I, I feel, has a firm grasp on a roster spot right now. Like a, well, I don't even know if that, like a 40-man roster spot. But as far as his future... Yeah, I, I don't know where Jose Quas is going to be in 2025. I hope it's in the big leagues. I hope so. Um, but relief pitching, uh, pitching period is so fickle. Guys go from the man to out of the league in 12 months. It, it, it happens quickly. So I appreciate you being the leader of the Jose Quas fan club. He deserves it. He is an inspirational story, and he recognizes that, and he lives it. I mean, this entire offseason, he's going to schools all across uh, the Midwest, in New York, talking to kids, telling them his story, uh, trying to inspire the next generation. He is a quality young man. He's got a terrific mindset, as Q mentioned, and you brought up. A very steady heartbeat. Um, but it's a tough game. Again, it's right, the, the, the best players in the world. It's, it's, it's not easy. You, you got to have talent to get here, but you got to showcase that talent consistently to stay here and Boy, is that tough. So way to go. Keep uh, keep promoting and, and keep playing the trumpet for your boy, Jose Quas. I appreciate you being the president of the fan club. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Royals fall to the Tigers in game one of this four-game series. Final score, 3-2. to two. Let's go to Ed in North Kansas City. Ed, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hi, Vern. You want to know why we lost this game tonight? 
it's because of, of Bo Jackson. If he hadn't gone to play football, he'd still be playing for the Royals. Now you're right about that. No debate. <laughs> and then two other things. Your ball game's lost in the setup in the sixth and seventh inning. And one other thing, what's the Angels going to do without Mike Trout? They've gone in a tailspin. Who's going to bat cover Otani? I'll listen to you stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, who knows what the Angels are going to do? I, I, don't, I don't know how you trade Shohei Otani, but looking at what the Vegas odds are saying, they're saying, I, I saw it's uh, minus 300 that he gets traded. I Personally, I hope he goes to Tampa. If he goes anywhere, I'd love to see him in Tampa because I love the idea of Shohei Otani playing in front of you know, 15,000 people for like a team that's 40 games above 500. People are like, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of hot out and it's a long drive. I'll watch it on TV. Now, who knows what the Angels are going to do? It's, you know, you, you have the two best players of the 21st century and you don't have a single postseason appearance to show for it. Furthermore, do you guys know the top four payrolls in Major League Baseball, not a one of them would make the playoffs if the season ended today? Sometimes it's um, it's not as simple as just spend money and that's going to equate to victories. Look at Detroit. God knows they threw money at everything for a six, seven, eight-year stretch before their late owner Mike Illich passed away and they were never able to climb to the heights that the Kansas City Royals reached in 2015. Tigers haven't won a darn thing since, what, 1984? Zach Greinke was one year old when the Tigers last won a World Series. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Thanks to our friends at Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. We appreciate your support all season long here on the postgame show. Let's go to Michael in, or excuse me. Yeah, do we still have Michael? Michael in Lawrence. My apologies. Go ahead, brother. Hi. I just wanted to say that despite the tough loss today, I will say my girlfriend and I were able to enjoy our very first Royals game together, and it was awesome uh, getting those bobbleheads, of course, and getting to see all those hearts all around the stadium. Did you guys take some nice pictures for the gram? Oh, yeah, for sure, for Got sure. To. Got to. How many, how many pictures does she make you take? I mean, or, or maybe maybe you're with it. Or, is it one picture and then we're done, or are we taking like six or seven and finding the best one of the bunch? Uh, well, I, basically the second one. I, I give in, though, because, you know, she's got to get the good picture, but yeah, I yeah. do too as well, so it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, when you when you find the right one, you whatever you want. It's just so long as you're taking the picture with me, <laughs> we could take uh, as many we'll as you want. Have to do that next time for sure. There you go. There you go, Michael. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks, brother. Thank you very much. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Dan, how you been, man? 
I'm doing pretty good, Josh. Yeah, it was a tough night. Yeah, last pitch a great game. The bullpen, I, I, I think I think had confidence in the you know cost coming in there again the final out. You know, even though it didn't work out tonight, and seven more days, Josh, at the 40 year anniversary of the Pine Tar game with George Fred. I remember it very well. You know, Washington again, in Philadelphia, Dale Hervey, then uh, Martin Gunn, Goose Gossage. You all, you all had a knack of getting on, you know, for George, you know. So let's take care of the Tigers tomorrow. Let's try. Yeah, we'll see what they can do, Dan. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go up to North Kansas City, the future site of uh, the next Royals ballpark. Nope. Oh, we lost, Ed. Uh, my bad. Sorry about that. Oh, we do. Oh, we. Okay, let's go to Topeka and talk with Boston. Boston, what's happening? Hey, nothing. We just went to the game today, and it was a pretty cool experience, you know? For sure. What what mm-hmm. stood out? What would you like about it? Uh, I like the fans. They were pretty loud today. And we went last year, too, and I got to see Eric Hosmer's return. Oh, nice. Wow, what a game mm-hmm. to go to. Yeah, you weren't weren't expecting that when you bought the Red Sox tickets. Certainly weren't expecting Eric Hosmer to be a Red Sox, were you? No, it was on my birthday, too. Oh, nice. All right, what birthday mm-hmm. we got coming up in a few weeks then? Uh, August 4th. Okay. August 4th. That is, I believe that's Brady Singer's birthday, too. Oh, that's cool. I think so. And uh, it's weird mm-hmm. that I know that. But, uh, yeah. Boston, uh, happy birthday. And I'm glad you had a good time tonight, man. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's stay in Topeka. Talk with Ethan. Ethan, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Driving back from the ballpark today. Um, and I haven't heard anybody comment on it, so I figured I'd give it a call. Um, I know the Royals have preached for the last 10 years or so um, how aggressive they are on the base paths, and and I suppose that's borne out on the stolen base leaderboards. But when it comes to um, almost assured outs in the outfield and tagging up, um, I was sitting in uh, right center field or left center field tonight, and uh, bottom of the ace, Maud Taylor on second. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Isabel hit that ball out to left field, and it was, you know, pretty deep into the corner. Um, Badu was turned back, making almost a basket catch, and Taylor standing halfway. And I mean, you know, I haven't played baseball in a number of years, but it seems to me that if he's standing on second, he's going to score if that ball drops. And if he doesn't, uh, if it's not dropped, if it's caught, then he's going to be standing on third. And then maybe that changes the scenario with Bobby coming up uh, with a runner on third with one out. Um, but, you know, maybe I'm just a little too aggressive, but it seems like there's a lot of times where. You know, if they wanted to really be aggressive, they could take that extra base and maybe put pressure on the pitcher and the defense. But they go for that. You know, maybe this major league outfielder doesn't make the catch, which seems kind of unlikely a lot of the time. But, you know, just a fan in the stands. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Thanks. Yeah, no, Ethan, appreciate the phone call. Someone actually did bring that up a little bit earlier in the show. Didn't really uh, discuss it further. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that, that to me is uh, – a fair point that you're bringing up, a correct point that you're bringing up. Um, honestly, off the bat, I thought that was going to fall. I, I did not think Akil Badu was going to be able to pull that one in. Um, so that's my vantage point. I, I thought it was a double in the corner and Taylor would trot home. Um, My response is, and and I have not spoken with Samad, um, 
But just my opinion, my experience says you know, Samad has, what, um, a, a dozen games under his belt? I think it's a young player trying not to lose the game rather than being, you're right, aggressive. And I don't know if it would have been overly aggressive. I mean, personally, I'm a fan of the, if you're not getting thrown out on occasion, you're not being aggressive enough. Yeah, I'm always foot on the gas pedal guy, especially when you're 41 games below 500. But I can understand the the thought process of a 24-year-old that is still trying to find his footing in the big leagues. That is, again, I think this is, what, game 12, game 10 of his big league career. He's trying not to make the second out at third base or get doubled off. You're right. I'm not disagreeing with your point. It's, it's, a, it's a sound, astute observation. But it's my opinion that the inexperience and the, I'm certainly not going to call them timid, uh, but the calculated mindset of a Samad Taylor of what, you know, in his mind he's thinking what can go wrong rather than uh, what could go right. It's a lot like young hitters when they put the pressure on themselves in big spots at the plate rather than knowing that the pressure's on the pitcher. You got to come to me. But it's hard to explain that to a, a young hitter who's up there with the, the, the weight of the world on his shoulders and the eyeballs of everyone in the world he feels like is are on him. So he feels the pressure rather than putting that pressure on the pitcher. That's, uh, that's my thought on, on what happened there in the eighth inning with Samad Taylor. Great phone call, though, Ethan. Always happy for... Um, to hear a fan's perspective, even if it is, as you said, just a fan in the stands. That's all I am. That's all any of us are. We're all just fans in the stands unless we were actually on that field. And, Ethan, I, I know I've never been on that field, at least not in between the white lines when it matters. Let's go to John in Kansas City. John, you're on the postgame show on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Um Thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, I just want to say me and me and my wife were at the game tonight. Um, the game was going good until Quas came in. I don't blame Quas, and I hate to be a negative Nancy, but I'm blaming the umpires. I was sitting in section 425 right over home plate, mm-hmm. and two of those pitches were strikes. And it was just like ball, 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 walk the guy. He goes to second. Another one walks the bases, walks in a run, and then I call, I told I looked at my wife and I was like, "We're going to hit a base. They're going to hit a base hit, and it's going to be three to two. Watch." Mm-hmm. And I called it, and I was like, and then I blamed Quintero again, the, the the coach. He just he he leaves his pitchers in too long. Um, Lyles was doing a great job. I, you know, you shouldn't have pulled him. Um, I. Just don't understand the coach. Uh, I wish we could part with him, but um, bring in somebody else who really, you know, gives a crap, you know. Sorry. But, you know, I'm, I'm just saying they just need to bring in somebody who cares. And I don't think this coach does. And, you know, I hate to be a negative Nancy, but me and my wife, we had a good time. And um, appreciate the call. And you have 
a good rest of your night, okay? Yeah, thanks, buddy. You do the same, John. Thanks for the phone call. Glad uh, you and your wife had a nice night at Kauffman Stadium, a steamy night at Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, going back and looking at those pitch locations, uh, Jose Quasta, Kerry Carpenter, bases loaded in the eighth inning. Royals cling into a 2 nothing lead. Yeah, you know, looking at it on MLB game day, all four of those pitches were nowhere near the strike zone. So I don't, I don't know how you blame the home plate umpire for what happened to Taylor Clark and Jose Quas there in the eighth inning. Home plate umpire Doug Eddings. Now I, I thought, you know, him him ringing up Bobby Witt Jr. in the bottom of the eighth inning. I thought those were questionable. Um, how about Spencer Tor? You know, even Spencer Torkelson's walk to load the bases against Taylor Clark. All four of those balls were nowhere near the strike zone. Um, says uh, Q pulls pitchers uh, too early, but he should have left Lyles in there longer. You know, the only thing I'll push back on is, you know, Matt Quatrero does care. <laughs> I. I maybe he doesn't show it in the way that you want him to, but let's just push back for a second and and just think about it. The guy's been in baseball his entire life. He has interviewed for countless managerial jobs. He's been a bench coach, a hitting coach, a minor league manager. this This has been his life. I mean, do you really think he's going to get a big league managerial job and not care? Okay, maybe he doesn't show emotion in the way that you want him to. Maybe you want more. You want Mike Matheny. I'm not, and I'm not saying one way's right, one way's wrong. I got a lot of respect for Mike Matheny and a lot of respect for Matt Quatrero. But to say that he doesn't care is. Respect, that's silly. That's silly. Of course he cares. Of course he cares. Um, yeah, and, and, if, and if you think that a, a different manager would, would make a, a difference, you know, I personally I disagree. I, I, I don't know what you've seen over these 95 games where you go, man, the, you know what? This Royals team's a lot better than what they're showing. I I don't um Again, put together the lineup on your own and tell me that this team is being held back by its manager. Well, yeah, maybe you can't convince yourself of that. I disagree. Doesn't make me right, doesn't make you wrong, but yeah. I disagree. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Travis in Lincoln, Nebraska. Travis, hey, go ahead. Hey, how's it going tonight, man? All right, all right. How you doing? Doing all right. Hey, a uh, little feel-good story for you here. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. Nice. I worked all day long today. I drove three hours to get to this game. Brought my son with me. Nice. Got to get a Bo Jackson bobblehead. Heck yeah. Got to get uh, a baseball from the game. I've got the complete bobblehead set, so it's one of the reasons we come down to the game. Got a game ball from every game I've been to since 2014, just about. Oh <laughs> like you're catching hey, them? Only... No, I go to the authentic combined. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I've never been lucky enough sweet. to catch one, man. Yeah, I mean, that's so. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah. But uh, now I'm on my way home. I'm driving another three hours home. 
And it's going to be after 2 o'clock before I get home. No doubt. And I am a Royals fan, and I would come back tomorrow if I could. Well, God love you. Um, I can tell you this, that a lot of the individuals uh, at the very top of this organization listen to this show, and I got to imagine they're smiling. Um, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, this guy doesn't care. This guy's only in it for the money. You know, it, it, it's fans like you, Travis, that I would imagine uh, yeah, I, 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 inspire these guys to work harder and to give you a winner, hopefully sooner there's, rather than there's later. No, there's no part of me that has – any doubt in my mind that these guys care. Right. These guys care a whole lot. They put the best team they can together. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it does, unfortunately for us this year. And for the recent history, it's not worked out very well. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, I've got total faith that uh, it's going to happen. You know, We've got to be on some kind of precipice where things start getting better. They can't get any worse. Yeah. Right, I love what, uh, what uh, Lyles did today. He pitched an awesome game. Love seeing him come out there and do that, uh, putting everything forward. Uh, too bad they took him out, but, uh, you know, if they would have left him in, he'd have given up the two or three runs, and we'd be uh, cursing his name today or yeah. at, right now. Yeah. So, Travis, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, thank uh, you. My game notes following this 3-2 loss are presented by Jay Southland Tow Service. Jordan Lyles, six scoreless innings. Three hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Lyles, the third time in a month that a Royal starting pitcher has spun six scoreless or better. Daniel Lynch against these Detroit Tigers less than a month ago, June 20th. Brady Singer did it against Cleveland on June 27th. And now Jordan Lyles tonight, six innings of shutout baseball. A little sneak peek of what's to come at MLB.com. I was sitting next to Annie Rogers during the games. She's got a nice little piece coming out, a little gamer following this one uh, that, that, that shows just how solid this starting rotation has been since the second half of the season uh, picked up. Now, the rotation has been solid. Uh, the bullpen. Well, you know what? The rotation has been solid. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll hear from the solid Jordan Lyles after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. He comes set of the bill. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch. Flicked in the air, shallow right, Massey runs over, Prado's there too, they nearly collide, Prado makes the catch over his shoulder. A little humpback liner on the infield dirt on the right side, and Prado, who was playing in, holding on Carpenter at first, broke back on an angle and made the grab to end the inning. Jake Eisenberg on the call here on 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of Jake, he just tweeted out the video of what Shohei Otani just did. Oh, my gosh. Not only, well, you know all about Shohei Otani, the greatest weapon this game has ever seen. He also just had the greatest bat flip I think I've ever seen. It's just, it just does not stop with this dude a no doubt opposite field home run to tie it up at three in the seventh inning i mean the guy is just unbelievable i'm sorry you got to hear it 
There's a fly ball, left center field. Did he get it up? He flips the bat. Bader's at the wall. It's gone. It's tied. Shohei Otani. Wow. 35 home runs now on the season, 75 RBI. I've never seen, well, yes, I have. Uh, the only time I've seen this much emotion from Shohei Otani was after he punched out Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic. My, oh, my. And yet, it, it still feels like we take him for granted. I feel like I should talk about Shohei Otani on the Royals postgame show at least three times a week. Yeah, we're in Kansas City. Yes, this is a Royals show, but it's the he's the greatest weapon the game has ever seen. It, it's just, it's, wow, unbelievable. We'll hear from Jordan Lyles coming up in just a matter of moments. Uh, by the way, Royals lost 3-2 the final score. It was a heartbreaker. Uh, if, you, if you don't know how they lost, check out the podcast, All Things Vern podcast. I explained it earlier in the show. I can't talk about it again. It'll make me sick. Let's go to James in Kansas City. James, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good. I uh, just got home from the game, and uh, you were looking for some pickups. And um, yeah. one thing that I found really positive being out there tonight is, is always a beautiful night at the K. Scott's Kitchen, barbecue for dinner, always a good time out there is – the amount of fans in our section that hadn't been out to our Royals game for a long time due to the, the promotion, which seems silly, but yeah. it reiterates to me the, the love and passion of our fan base. You know, it took a guy who hasn't played for our organization in three decades to draw a crowd out tonight on a Monday that was larger than any of the games over the weekend against the, the best team in the AL. And it just reiterated the belief of this fan base is really good and diehard as long as we have the players that we can – attached to and have you know longer than five seven years stints with them um it's good it was good to see that it was good chatting with people literally came out and they said they hadn't been out there in years and came out simply because of memories they had of Bo and mm. of that time frame and it was just a good experience to share with my kid and my kid with me and hopefully bobby Witt can become that for him over his time you know we can figure out how we can keep bobby here yeah 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 oh well yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Yeah, speaks to the, the legendary status and the reverence that I think all sports fans have for the great Vincent Bo Jackson. And as far as, yeah, Bobby, um, uh, I'm not going to compare anybody's athleticism to Bo Jackson. But in that tier just below Bo, yeah, it's it's Bobby Witt Jr., it's... But Carlos Beltran, Willie Wilson, yeah, you got to put uh, the cream of the crop up there. Uh, but, hey, T-shirt Tuesday coming back, that always brings people out. Yeah, people love free stuff. People love bobbleheads. Anything Bo Jackson's going to bring people out. Um, yeah, glad you had a good time tonight. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to John in Overland Park. John, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hello, Vern. Good Hello, evening, sir. as always. Yes. Uh, I'm going to keep it positive because that's how you wanted to start the show. So my positive is my best friend and his son wanted to go because it was bobblehead, so I gave him my season tickets, and I didn't have to suffer through there again tonight. But uh, <laughs> but the one thing I am at, because I always listen to your show, even though I wasn't at the game tonight, Thanks, is I'm tired of the anti-manager queue. 
Terry Francona could not win with this team. I don't care who you have that give the guy a break. I mean, the execution on this team is so bad. You know, can't lay down a bunt to move runners. You can't throw strikes. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a brutal year, but you know, everybody in the world wants to blow the team up, which, you know, losing sometimes breeds losing and they can't get out of their own heads. But if, when you can't execute as a big big league hitter, you know, too many times it's like they're trying to bump for a hit and not just square up and get a bunt down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in the walks this year, all year, we know how bad that's been. But, right. but hey, the positive, I know you suffered through it, and I apologize for the team, but I did not suffer through a loss tonight seeing it. So. And, and, and you get to be the hero, right? Not, not only did, did you save yourself, but I, 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 I was – Nice enough to bless him with a Bo Jackson bobblehead. Meanwhile, you were able to save yourself a night of distress. My best friend and my godson. That's how, how great it was. Yeah, I get to be a hero and and didn't even didn't even have to have to suffer through it. So as on. always, my friend, God bless you and you have a great night. Yeah, right back at you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, a few text messages I want to read. Uh, Kelly from Smithville. Vern took four grandkids to the game tonight. They all got a bobblehead, so four out of the five of us were happy. My bobblehead's great and all, but to lose this game tonight wasn't what I hoped for. No doubt, Kelly. From the 913, Vern, I got something good for you. Did you hear about the stray cat that lives underneath the Bally Sports tent? Uh, No, I haven't, but I have seen two stray cats outside of Kauffman Stadium uh, right around gate, uh, Gate D. I see them most nights when I'm walking to my car. So, so yeah, I would imagine it's the same stray cat. Uh, Kathy in Raytown writes in, uh, my daughter and her husband went to the game tonight. They got their picture by the heart of the KC Scout. Fern, they got married under the real KC Scout. They've been married 13 years. They've been going to games that entire time in good times and bad times. And Vern, my mom wonders why Lady Luck isn't on our side. Yeah, Lady Luck. Um, yeah, Lady Luck hasn't shined on Kauffman Stadium in quite a while. You know, draft lottery starts this year. Are you freaking kidding me? You're gonna. Yeah. 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 You know what, Lady Luck? I got a message for you right here. That's what I think of you. Uh, hi, Gabriel. Gabriel, I appreciate you listening. I see uh, uh, your, your dad says uh, you guys went to the game. Seven-year-old Gabriel, hope you had a good time. Wants me to say hi. Says next time you want to uh, come meet me. Well, I hope you do. Out at Craft and Draft, I'm out there before each and every game. From the 816, Vern, I went with my dad today, so that should make you happy. Are you guys calling me hokey? Calling me a softy? Well, you're right. Yeah, I love hearing that stuff. Uh, from the 816, Vern, first game with my dad since Mike Sweeney was on the team. Yeah, we had high hopes and we were sadly disappointed, but man, I loved hearing stories from my dad's childhood going to games. Well, kudos to you for wising up and realizing, man, I might as well uh, ask some questions. Might as well try to explore the old man a little bit. 
Don't, don't wait too long to start asking those questions to learn about well, whatever interests you in the past. Uh, one more from the text line, then we'll hear from Jordan Lyles. From the 816, Vern, Royal Blue Forever had my two daughters in from California. We're going to two games this week with the entire family, signed Nico. Well, good, man. Have a good time. Hopefully you can swing by Craft and Draft and say hi before one of these games. Royals got three more with the Tigers. We'll dive into that coming up in a moment. But first, let's head inside that Royals clubhouse. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, let's go. To, let's get Big T in there first. Big T and Shawnee. Man, it wouldn't be the longest postgame show of the season if we didn't hear from you. Man, what a, what a show, Vern. I'm Paul, I've been out of commission a little bit. That Saturday night show, though, Vern, that was that was wild and wacky. It must have been a full moon. Oh, God, All God. the kooks were out, baby. Oof. But, Vern, what a great show tonight, man. You, you know, I got a personal – Bo Jackson, man, he's a legend, everybody. I remember back in the day I used to work for – uh, uh, this Italian guy over in Park Cleaners, Vern, we used to do the Royals uniform forms, and I got to meet that physical specimen in person. He's a, a goddess, Vern, and he's a legend. I'm glad everybody came out tonight to, to get their bobblehead. And, Vern, I heard you talking about being kind of, you know, let down and disappointed. I feel it. I feel it, Vern. I think the reason is, Vern, it's not about Jordan Lyles going good and, and, and the young guys. It was, it's about victories. And I know it's not one about victories earlier, but if we want to avoid those dubious uh, uh, losing streak records and, 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 uh, and the overall losing, we've got to get a few wins. And I think that's why that hurt tonight. But, man, Jordan Lyles, way to go tonight. And, and, and Vern, I listened to your on-deck show. Uh, Bobby Witt, Jr., he's a star, everybody. And I'm glad he's making people eat their words in the text line and the callers. You know, he's making you look like fools, everybody. This guy's a star. Stick with him. We're seeing his five – there's five tools on display. We can all dig it. And, Byrne, what about Triple F tonight? Fabulous Freddie for mean. That's a positive. That guy, every time he gets in, somebody's on base, he just drives them home, Byrne. I wish uh, Salvador Perez to get, get back healthy. And, Byrne, I want to get a three-game winning streak. How about everybody jump Me aboard too. that? And, this, and, and tonight, too, let's end, the, let's end it with this. Great calls by everybody, all their children's calls and all the guys out there taking their people to the game and having a ball. That's what baseball is all about. It's about family, love. It brings the city together and burn rocks. And so does 610 and so do the Royals. Choo-choo! Choo-choo-choo! Yes or no, do you think Bo Jackson has ever been called a goddess? Like to his face, do you think anyone's a – no? Uh, here's Jordan Lyles to Bally Sports, Kansas City, following six shutout innings and a no decision. Uh, Freddie and I were, were pretty efficient through six. Uh, just, what, the one inning of a little bit of traffic. Uh, just a clean, efficient outing uh, tonight uh, from us. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, Freddie and I, we, we threw it pretty well. Um, the, the mix of pitches seemed to be fairly uh, balanced throughout. I mean, how do you think that um, kind of kept them yeah. balanced? Yeah, we threw. We definitely threw more curveballs and changeups today. I probably threw ten plus changeups today. I probably hadn't done that in years. I uh, just hadn't had a changeup to rely on. Um, getting more comfortable with that with that pitch, and then uh, we started landing the curveball from the get go. So we relied on that uh, throughout the game. So I would. 
I'll look tomorrow to see percentage-wise of all the pitches, but I would assume it's a really good mix tonight. What about the changeup has made you most comfortable with it this year? Yeah, just tinkering with it uh, in between starts, um, different grips, um, watching Edgetronic, which is a, a very fine slow, slow motion, um, watching the ball come out of the hand and seeing what the numbers show up uh, analytics-wise and um, just finding, finding a grip and a, and a mindset conviction-wise of uh, uh, being in a good spot with. And uh, the last two starts, we've been uh, we've uh, definitely relied on it more um, the last two starts. Did you get this on it, too? It was quite a few times. Yeah, I noticed that during, during the outing. Um, yeah, I, I would probably account that to uh, the a little bit stronger mix of pitches. Um, and like I said, relying on the changeup. The changeup was there probably through 10, 12, 13 of them. I can only recall one kind of bad one, and luckily they didn't swing at it. So uh, it was there for us tonight. All right, there you go. That's uh, Jordan Lyles. Thanks to Annie Rogers of MLB.com asking the questions there. Jordan Lyles, ladies and gentlemen, last four starts. A 3-1-3 ERA. I don't know. I'm just, I mean, that, those are the stats. I'm not saying you need to freak out about it. Hey, Blake Schneiders, great job. That was the longest postgame show we've had all year. How about it? I'll talk to you tomorrow, 6 o'clock for the On Deck Show. Take care, Kansas City. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seven strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programs. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, 
plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.